Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of season two of the B Team podcast. That's going to throw me off for a while. Ben, this was like, this has been in the works for I know. a while. But you were, we were on 50, and then all of a sudden we're at one and two again. Yeah, it, I don't, should we say 52? I, I this would 52. be episode 52. I, I, I like that. Okay. But see, that's going to throw me off whenever our social media intern posts it. You do you do what you want and tell the intern to – I mean, you already tell him what to do, him or her what to do, so. Okay. Regardless, welcome show. to episode 52. <laughs> Season 2, episode 2. Tonight we have a lot of football talk, so buckle up. A lot up. of twos. Yeah. Yeah, we're back in our, uh, our element. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, what you went what five and three in picks last week? Yeah, it's not bad. It ain't half bad. Yeah, especially if you're not taking games without seeing anybody play. All right, tonight we're gonna talk some uh, college football recap stuff. Got a lot of games to get to. Um, some of them we might just skirt by. We'll see how it goes. We'll do a little brief NFL preview. The season starting up tomorrow, and then in the second half of the pod, we'll pick some games. I think we have eleven in total. Ben. I mean, also just quick before we get started, how's your sunburn? It's not great. I mean, the sunburn itself feels fine, but I'm now in the itchy stage of the sunburn. Yeah, that's the worst part. Where I'm walking around like, uh, is it Baloo? Who's the bear in, in yeah, Jungle Book? Yeah. I'm just scratching my back on all the walls and whatnot. You need to look. You got to use lotion, man. You're going to peel. Yeah, we'll, we've been there before. <laughs> all right, Ben, what do you say we start at, uh, what, last Thursday? It seems like it was so long ago. It does. So we got kickstarted with the backyard brawl. By the way, play it every year. Game was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I didn't fire uniform matchup. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Pitt's uniforms are awesome, and West Virginia's are always good. So yeah, well, first time in what eleven years. Yeah, I didn't. Apparently, Zach said it on our podcast. I did not realize it had been that long. Yeah. Until the game. Penn State or uh, Pittsburgh won 38 yeah. 31. Uh, they were down seven late. JT Daniels threw a pick six uh, that literally hit the guy in the face. Yeah, it was bad. I feel bad. JT Daniels looked good. West Virginia. JT Daniels looked good. did look good. What? A lot of people are hating on West Virginia coming into this year. Yeah, they but their over under was five and a half. Yeah, so. I thought they looked a lot better. Uh, Pitt, I think it looked fine. Um, how do you feel about Narduzzi? Um, it's ironic that he started moving the ball for the first time whenever he just let Keaton Slovis sit back there and throw it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, that worked last year. Pat Narduzzi just screams like guy that I would hate in real life. I don't know why. There's something about his face I just don't like. Yeah, I don't think he's – yeah, he's just not a very likable guy. But um, I, w- I thought I thought the game was great, obviously, 38-31. Um, the big takeaways I had was JT Daniels is good, um, like we thought – or I thought he was going to be at West Virginia. I think they're going to be a lot better than people thought. Um, I do think they should play this game every year. You could tell it was – packed out. I think it was the most people that had ever been 
at a game at Pitt. Is that right? Uh, I think so. And so, yeah, it was a good game. Good way to kick it off. A couple more comments here. So we talked on Pat Narduzzi. Neil Brown not going for it on fourth and inches on the other 42 or something like that. Up seven with a chance to kind of put the game on ice with a running back that was averaging like six yards a carry. That's going to sting. Seemed like a pansy move at the time. And still, it obviously ended up biting him in the butt, but I don't know why you punt the ball there. Crowd was electric, uh, and I, I don't I don't have any facts to back this up. Got to be the most times Mo Bamba's been played consecutively since, what, like 2015? <laughs> played it at Magic Games. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, had to have been. This magic moment. There you go. I was waiting on it. Um. Yeah, I agree. I forgot about the fourth down play, honestly, but that was head scratching at the time. And now I'm thinking about it again. It makes me mad. Uh, outcome but, of this, I I like my bet on Pitt under eight and a half. Yeah. I like my bet on West Virginia over five and a half. Yep. Um, and this game didn't do anything to change my mind. So. And we both picked it correctly. We did both pick this one correctly. All right, Ben, let's move to the other Thursday night game. Penn State beats Purdue 35-31. This was a team that you were high on, a team that you picked to win the Big Ten West. So, uh, early yeah. thoughts? I mean, I don't – I think both can still be right. Um, I think Penn, they both looked good. Um, per, I don't, I, can I be honest with you? I think you were in the same boat. I fell asleep. I was in that big ass recliner, so you know I was asleep. Uh, I fell asleep with, I don't know, five minutes, three I minutes. Went back, I went back and watched the end of it that I missed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I fell asleep. Purdue was comfortable. Like, I felt yeah. like that was going to be a dub. Uh, and I went back and watched the the end of it. They were just slinging the ball all over the place, man. Like, not trying to waste any clock or nothing. Yeah. So, I thought yeah. Purdue had it definitely the cover. And I thought they won the game. And I woke up and found out that was not the case. Um, Sean Clifford, not that Question. bad. Is Sean Clifford the best bad quarterback in the country or the worst That's... good quarterback in the country? Mm-hmm. People are asking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But that was a ruckus crowd, too. I mean, that was a crazy game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I don't, this could be two very mediocre teams, or this could be the Big Ten West winner and a team in the East that could contend, maybe, with uh, with the East. But um, I, I think it's hard to tell, but uh, I like was, both teams. It was weird going from a game where we just scrutinized Neil Brown for being way too conservative, and then you have Jeff Brom for Purdue just being the Slinging most anti-conservative it. person I've ever seen. Yeah, and I haven't rewatched it, so that's crazy to me that he he would just be throwing the ball with a lead, with that game kind of in hand at that point. At least they weren't like high percentage passes either. Like he was slinging it still. Oh yeah, kind of Aiden O'Connell. He's going for it though. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather that than somebody be overly conservative. I'll put it that way. I really like Aiden O'Connell. I like watching him play. 
one of the ugliest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just the face of – the face only a mother could love. Except he's getting married, so maybe not. That's that's the kind of insight you'll only get on this podcast. Uh, another fan uh, 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 observation here. I've always heard that Purdue's like 70% dudes. Mm-hmm. It looked like 70% dudes on TV. The <laughs> camera guy was struggling to find a girl. Also, something I didn't notice, but you did. I, I, I like that insight. But atmosphere looked electric, so I'm all down. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got these full crowds again on opening night. You remember uh, Virginia Tech a couple years ago against North yeah, Carolina? It was so weird. The COVID times, like mm-hmm. post-COVID times. First game back after COVID. Right. But it was still kind of COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move into Saturday. Start off with the 11 o'clock games. You want to start off with NC State and East Carolina? Sure. I guess you have to talk about the kicker. (laughs) God, dude. It was like watching Mississippi State last year. Uh, That was worse. That's so much more heartbreaking. To I mean, shake maybe. an extra point and then miss a field goal to, to win you the game as time expires. What a crazy game. Yeah. Another raucous crowd and environment. Um, yeah, I don't know what you had to say about it. I thought um, – so this game started out ECU was kind of in control. They're up – were they up seven – I think it was seven nothing, and they were driving again. And then it all of a sudden it was like twenty one, seven. Yeah, NC State. Are we thinking of the right game, or are we thinking about North Carolina? App State was in control of that one for a minute. No, 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 no. We're thinking of ECU because NC State ended up going down and scoring, and then immediately blocking a punt on the next drive for a touchdown. Because remember, we were watching it. We're, we were watching the NC State ECU game, and then we switched over to the North Carolina game, and then we looked back, and it was like, what is happening? NC State's winning now. Too much North Carolina madness. Yeah, both those games. 11 o'clock slot. And this game flows right with the, the next one on our list, the North Carolina App State game. I don't know why – and we, I harped on this with Vanderbilt ad nauseum a couple weeks ago. I don't know why these Power Five teams schedule group of five teams, especially good group of five teams like ECU and App State, on the road. Yeah, away. Yeah. Why? Like, what's the – I know it's like – it's almost like you're doing charity work for a small school, but, like, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I – they're also like in-state games, you know what I mean. So it wasn't like they were playing. It wasn't like Mississippi State went to App State. It was. It's not like Vanderbilt going to Hawaii. Yeah, like that. Uh, that App State game was wild though. The over/under was set at fifty-six and a half, I believe, and the team scored a combined sixty-three in just the fourth quarter alone, if I remember correctly. Yeah, both teams hit the over by themselves. App State scored 40 in the fourth. And lost. Yeah. And if anyone was in the room with me and you whenever that game was going on, (laughs) they would have thought we lost every dollar that we've ever made in our entire lives. 
Yeah, we were uh, – I was on the floor multiple times. Yeah. So, yeah, Especially we get to the Especially that two-point conversion where he overthrew the guy. Well, he didn't really overthrow the guy. The guy stopped running and started backpedaling for some unknown Well, he reason. threw it – well, he threw it in a weird way. He just threw it to the pylon where the guy was running. He just runs under and catches it. He threw it over his – he's running to the right, and he throws it over his right shoulder. Yeah. Terrible. But get to that play. So they score. I don't remember how much time left. Not much. Um, go for two for the win at that, or to take a one point lead. Blow it. Onside kick. Don't get it. Or did they? No, they. No, kicked. they didn't. That was the kick. That was the onside kick. They ran back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. called so it. Kicked. You were saying the whole time like he should have gone down. And I was like, dude, why didn't he just go down? Because he could have just run the clock out. They didn't have timeouts. So he runs it back. They go up eight. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they go up eight, kick it off to um, App State, who goes straight down the field. Wait, am I? Is this right? You remember it correctly. You keep going. Yeah. And then they just, they the two point was just, he yeah. ran the same play, rolls out, but he doesn't throw it. He runs it and gets stopped on like the half yard line. Did you notice the difference between? The first onside kick and the second onside kick, whenever they were down 63-61, they had just scored and missed the the second two-point conversion. No. So the onside kick that they ran back, three North Carolina players just absolutely leveled App State guys. Like, going, <laughs> they just completely blindsided them. It was insane. And the very next one, <laughs> they were all laying on the ground for quite a while. The very next one, the App State guys like didn't even try to go for the ball. They were just like, "I am worried about my own safety." <laughs> I don't want to die. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's funny. But yeah, that was a crazy game. Um, North Carolina comes out of there. App State was kind of controlling that at the beginning. Then North Carolina came on strong, and then that craziness at the end. But um, great game. Yeah. Two great eleven o'clock North Carolina games. So, but fire Gene Chizik. I don't know why he has a job in the first place. And Bethy over in every North Carolina game you see this year. Apparently, and App State. So is Oregon is Georgia Trash. just the best team in college football, or? <laughs> uh, I think it's a little of both. I think Georgia's really good. They we were very wrong about this game. Um, both took Oregon to cover. Georgia just never. I guess Oregon had that first drive where they got down there and then kind of blew it but after that it was all georgia a lot of people including myself need to apologize to sets and bennett if they haven't already <laughs> from the national championship game um and yeah georgia losing 15 guys to the draft apparently just doesn't matter they're taking the alabama blueprint because this yeah. is this was a typical what alabama would do is they win the national championship they lose half their team to the nfl draft come out play a neutral site game in Atlanta week one against like – or Dallas. They play like Michigan. I'm trying to think of all those games, like Michigan, USC, like all these big games and just throttle them. Could you um, imagine having to play both of those teams this year? It's crazy. Can you imagine picking your team to beat one of them? I don't know who would do that. I'll also, like I know I just made a comment about Mississippi State having to play both these teams. Tennessee plays them every year, so good luck, dude. Yeah, that sucks. Um, um, but, yeah, Georgia looked really good. I mean, yeah. they haven't missed a beat. Uh, offense looks 
completely fine. Defense looks just as good. Now, granted, is Oregon just not that great? I mean, they have Bo Nix, so but tough for Dan Lanning coming out there and just getting mollywopped by his old team. Maybe the best game of the day, Florida and Utah. Florida won, what, 29-26? Mm-hmm. And uh, Cam Newton, um, I mean, Anthony Richardson <laughs> might be the greatest quarterback of all time. First of all, don't disrespect Cam Newton like that ever again. Um, I can disrespect Cam Newton all I want to. He turned uh, out our $180,000. Yeah, Anthony Richardson. Can we talk about Dan Mullen for a second? Always. What was he taught thinking? <laughs> Dude, we watched Dan Mullen play the older guy forever. Like, I don't know why this was a shock to anyone, but, buddy, was he wrong? This guy, Anthony Richardson, because I, th- I think I don't think Utah's bad. No, no, no. Utah's a really good team. Anthony Richardson basically single handedly won them that game on offense. Also, do you like Utah throwing it there at the end? Um, I didn't hate it as much as other people, but it seems anti Utah. Yeah, I mean they had it would have been what like a thirty yard field goal. Yeah. With – they had like 40 seconds left, and they're just slinging it in the end zone at a triple coverage. It was just – just seems more like a bad read than anything else. Yeah. So – But, I mean, Cam um, Rising is their best player. You put the ball in your best player's hands. Um, But, yeah, it was an awesome game. The Swamp was rocking. Swamp so was rocking. We kind of forgot what that looks like. Um, I guess the Bama game last year when they were still pretty good and they played Bama really close, it was pretty – Pretty good, but I mean that was that's was awesome. We're gonna get to Florida State here soon, but Florida, Florida State, Miami is the state of Florida back. I mean, people are asking. <laughs> I live in Florida. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I mean, all those teams look much better than they have in the past five years, probably. Don't be t- don't be shaking your head, Mr. Florida State hater. Ohio State Notre Dame, Ben. <laughs> Boring. You gonna uh you gonna you gonna say any apologies? Um yes, I apologize to Jesus. <laughs> I never should have doubted you. Um 21-10, Ohio State comes out on top. Notre Dame's defense looked really good, like we all expected. I didn't think that they'd hold them to 21 points. I also didn't think Jackson Smith and Jigba would only play three plays, but that's beside the point. Um, Ohio State didn't look as explosive as I thought they would. I think everyone thought that they would. But, buddy, I don't know if Notre Dame's offense is that bad or if Jim Knowles made that big of a difference, but it was a rough go on offense. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's – I think it's – more of a credit to Ohio State's defense. I just think they've always had the guys. It's interesting because, like, Notre Dame is the exact type of team maybe to a lesser scale, definitely to a lesser scale than last year's Michigan team. And that team just smacked Ohio State in the mouth for 40 minutes. And, uh, yeah, Notre Dame couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it, you're, it was boring, yeah, after seeing some of the games that day. But it was a 
it was interesting because Notre Dame was in that game for most of the game because the defense was just holding them um, in it. And then kind of Ohio State kind of ran away with it towards the end. But um, I just think Ohio State, I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't think their offense is going to struggle like this. I just think they played a really good defense and I think they're going to be fine. I, I agree with you. I think Ohio State has nothing to worry about. I think this is just one of those, like, first game of the season, win the game, get out of town sort of things. Yeah, I agree. But both I think both things can be true in that we still think Ohio State's better, but we – I think Notre Dame's a top-10 team easily. Right now I think they're a top-five team, but I think they end the season somewhere in that eight – it's interesting that you say that. The B-Team podcast did drop a top 25. Absolutely no bias whatsoever. It's um, the best top 25 out there. Definitely better than eight people. Right. Who gave more votes to Auburn after watching TJ Finley throw one touchdown and two picks against Mercer than, um, I don't know, I got it through five. Team that won by 107. <laughs> Yeah. Also, yeah, Ole Miss being ranked is kind of crazy. Mr. State lost votes in the AP poll. It went from 15 to 10. They're idiots. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, your Florida State Seminoles went into New Orleans, came out victorious. Mm-hmm. Crazy game. I admittedly, you know this, but the people at home don't. Fell asleep for the end, which might have been the most exciting like minute and a half of football ever. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. It was, it was really crazy. But yeah, LSU looked terrible the entire game. Terrible. Um, I'm I have, not... I've never seen a player more checked out than Keishon Boutte or Booty. I don't oh, know yeah. what it is anymore. <laughs> it's Boutte, but was it Greg McElroy? I yeah. just kept saying Booty the entire time. Um, but yeah, both teams. I don't think either one of these teams is very good. Um, Florida State is a little better, very reminiscent of the Notre Dame Florida State game last year, where it was just super entertaining. Super entertaining. Then you come out and you're like, I don't know how good either of these teams are. Granted, Notre Dame turned out to be pretty good. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think both teams are going to be hovering right around 500 by the end of the year, but we'll see. Uh, they already hate Brian Kelly. And Brian Kelly throwing Malik Neighbors on the bu- under the bus in game one. Bold move. Brian Kelly sucks. <laughs> he is a very bad human being. Did you I still think he's going to win and win big at LSU because he's won everywhere he's been. But, buddy, did this feel good watching him just get pretty – like Florida State was in control of that game for the vast majority of it. Yeah, they had that fumble at the goal line right there at the end that led to a 98-yard touchdown drive and then obviously the missed extra point, but or blocked, blocked extra point. point. Yeah. Um, the the videos that came out of LSU fans watching the end of that was so funny. Also, Brian Kelly calling out reporters for being late at the press conference, that was just weird. That's the most on-brand thing for Brian Kelly I've ever seen. And then when I'm saying, well, if you win, we may be on time, was amazing. That really makes sense, but I don't really care. No, it doesn't at all. And he's like, yeah, I don't really think that has anything to do with it, but just funny. 
Uh, Malik Neighbors, if you, you know, you're going to Mississippi State for eight months, if you wanted to catch, you know, 12 passes a game and play for a coach who doesn't throw you under the bus. And, well, he, Mike Leach actually might throw you under there. But uh, <laughs> you'll have like 100 yards as, as, he, as he does it. So that's fun. Uh, you can always enter the transfer portal. We're we're more than welcome to have you back. You just won't be on punt return. <laughs> we have 37-year-old Austin Williams for. You were so mad about Austin Williams returning punts. I just, like, put the ball in two loose hands. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the game that everyone tuned in for Saturday night. Primetime ESPNU. <laughs> Memphis travels to Starkville. Yep. Mississippi State comes comes away with a victory, 49-23. That final score is actually a lot closer than the game actually was. Mississippi State was never in doubt of, of losing this game. Mm-hmm. Like, Memphis had 29 total yards of offense in the first half. They were down 35-3 to after the first drive of the third quarter. Like, it was, it was a blowout. It felt really good, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the two-and-a-half-hour weather delay sucked. Um, but State came out, drove right down the field, scored, held Memphis, was driving again in the weather delay. But, yeah, I mean, everything looked really good. Um, so, Will Rogers doing Will Rogers things. Um, and Memphis, you had you – said something about it before and just they just don't have a lot they have a lot of young guys they lost a lot so I wasn't super shocked by that but it just felt good to beat the piss out of those dudes it did and I was I was I don't have much else to contribute it felt really good I thought Mississippi State looked good I know that some people were upset about the second half of that second half pretty much yeah um but it's it's guys that have been sitting in the locker room for five hours. Like, the game was over. Everyone knew that the game was over. Everyone knew Mr. State was the better team. Um, and they looked good. They looked really good whenever they needed to. So Yeah, I thought the defense um, – I know Memphis isn't that good, but they still showed up. I mean, yeah, they gave up a little more than they probably should have in the second half. But like you said, I mean, it's kind of like, what are we doing out here? Let me tell you, but, man, the Memphis Sports Radio, they're clinging to that second half like like there's no tomorrow, man. They they have to cling to something because that team's going to stink. Yeah, they're going to be really bad. Um, Jay Jettas, the true Jay Jettas, showing out out there. But 13 Johnson, tackles for Jet Johnson. Just making every tackle out there. Um, yeah, I was, I was happy. Um, the thing that worries me – about our team is the on defense at least as a secondary and thought they were fine. Um, got some good pressure on the quarterback. A lot of dudes caught touchdowns. I Five. mentioned this multi. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned this a lot. We ran the ball a lot, especially on first down. Thirty-four times. Yeah, especially. I like, think we almost... I think we were content with running the clock out. Then Ryan Silverfield, for some reason, decided to take timeouts, and Mike Leach was like, "Okay." Justin Robinson, your turn to get a touchdown here. That was the easiest route ever, by the way. Oh, dude, that I don't know what that like. I could have put better defense. <laughs> he literally just ran to the guy, like ran around him to the left and just dot for a touchdown. So, yeah, um, yeah not a whole lot to take from that. I just state looked really freaking good, and yeah, 
Memphis looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, one last thing to put a bow on this. Mississippi State had 12 receivers catch passes, and they had no drops. So, progress. Um, I would like to say on that Justin Robinson touchdown, um, that looked basically like if Kayshawn Boutte decided to catch the ball. <laughs> that dude like, had no desire to be out there on the field either. <laughs> he was like, why? But he I caught it, so who cares? Yeah. Will played well. He did – how many picks do you have? I know he threw the one early. Yeah, just the one. Yeah, a little um, case of miscommunication between him and Jameer Calvin there. Yeah, um, which the air raids like that. I mean, the receivers are running to where they think the ball is going to be. Um, he said he wasn't super happy with it, where Mike Leach was like, yeah, it was really good. Uh, so, I'm excited, man. We got to see yeah. a little Sawyer. Yeah, handed the ball off twice. Yeah, looked good. Um, we'll get so. a better test this week when uh, State travels to Arizona. Um, we'll get you the line on that game here soon. But um... I'm nervous. <laughs> Arizona yeah. was six and a half point dogs to San Diego State. Just beat them. San Diego State did lose a lot. So I don't know how good Arizona is. It does frustrate me that Jacob Cowing scored three touchdowns whenever we tried to recruit him out of the transfer portal and he ended up going to Arizona instead. But it is what it is. Like Mississippi State's better than Arizona and they shouldn't win. So. We'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, that's that's the weather delay maybe helps us because we were playing till midnight. So yeah, um, that's going to wrap us up for the first half of the pod. Coming up on the second half, guys, we will have a quick little NFL preview. So stay tuned for that, and then we'll pick some games, college and uh, and NFL. So we'll be back with you right after this short break. All right, Ben, let's talk some NFL for a few minutes here. We're going to do a very abbreviated preview, sort of like our college football previews. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick each division winner and then give a Super Bowl prediction. How's that sound? I'm in. All right. Where do you want to start? We can start on your side of the woods. You're going to start on the – let's start on the AFC East, and we'll just work our way east to west. Okay. AFC East. Bills? Easy. Yeah, Bills. I do think the Dolphins are going to be better because they can't, like, not be better. Otherwise, two is gone. Mm-hmm. Jets, terrible. Pats. fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I think the Bills are easily the best team in that division. AFC South. Colts. Setting me up for disaster, but I'm picking the Colts, too. Yeah. I think Titans take a little step back. I think the Colts are better. And so, another two teams in that division are terrible. So, I'm rolling with the Colts. If the Colts lose week one to Houston, I might just not hop on here record anymore. You have to, though, because I don't know how to record. So You There's can just sit in silence. Yeah. Some of our listeners might appreciate that. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. But, yeah, I like the Colts. Um, this one's a little tricky. But I'm going Bengals. I'm going to Ravens. Yeah. I, I don't hate that. I think, I think the Bengals be... are definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, I just – I think the Bengals got better. I, I do too. It's so weird. Like, I just like the Ravens this year for whatever reason. I mean, they'll bounce back. Lamar will bounce back. Um, 
their running backs have to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Um, we know the Steelers will win nine games. We just don't know how or with who. I don't, I don't know if they will this year. They do. It's it's a Mike Tomlin thing. He just all he does is win nine games. Yeah, and then the Browns are going to be terrible. Until Deshaun comes back. Yeah, I mean they do have Jagopi. Yeah, but that's a stacked division, honestly. It is very stacked. Like it doesn't get as much play, praise as the next one that we're going to talk about, but it's 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 pretty good. The AFC as a whole is pretty loaded. Oh yeah, AFC is. There's several teams in the AFC that would that won't make the playoffs that would easily make the playoffs in the NFC this year. All right, AFC West, best division of football. Yeah. Um. Am I crazy to take the Chargers? No, because I'm taking the Chargers too. Okay, I think another team that was really that was good last year missed the playoffs by one game and got better on defense. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert, who's a lot of people's pick to win MVP this year. Um, tons of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Added some studs on defense. Extended Derwin James. Um, yeah, but I mean this division, we don't really know about the Chiefs. I don't. I think they may finish third in the I, division. I think we kind of know. I think we kind of know about the Chiefs. Yeah, but we got to see their receivers. I mean, it's I Patrick mean, we, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And I think, like, Juju's still good. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is fine. Um, I I think I think the Chiefs are going to be really – like, if you told me the Chiefs or the Broncos won this division, I wouldn't be shocked. I would be shocked if the Raiders won it, but I would not be shocked if the Raiders made the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I agree. And the Broncos got better, obviously. Um, their defense is, was already good. And then I didn't, I forgot they added, um, Gregory and, and another guy on the defensive line that's slipping my mind right now. They're both going to make them better. Got Russell Wilson, who may be one of the most, I wouldn't say underrated because a lot of people know how good he is, but I think people have forgotten kind of just how good he can be. Two headed monster in the backfield. Uh, losing Tim Patrick is tough, but uh, that's why you have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and yeah. all those guys for. And so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. That's probably my least confident pick, just because of how good it is. There's right, nothing to do with how, how the Chargers are, but um, yeah, that's what yeah. I got. So we agree on three of the four divisions at least. Yep, which is probably right. bad for those three teams. Yeah, <laughs> our apologies on the front end. All right, you're going to move over to the NFC. Let's do. The, let's go to your neck of the woods here then. NFC least? NFC East. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys. It's a two-team race. I don't feel great about it, but I'll take the Cowboys too. Yeah. If, I if just – I, I can't put my money in Jalen Hurts. If the Cowboys can stay healthy, which they haven't the past several years, um, I think they'll be good. Their defense was better last year. And if they they have ton they have weapons on offense, it's just whether they can get stay healthy. So, or if they um, handed the ball off to their best running back, cough cough. Is that a Tony Pollard? Yeah. Shout out. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll take the Cowboys, but I think I think the Eagles will be better. So I do too. I mean, the Eagles went to playoffs last year, but they didn't beat a team the, over five hundred. So, Commanders, I don't have faith in because their quarterback. I think the Giants may be sneaking. Not terrible with Brian Dayball. Um, yeah, I mean, they still got Daniel Jones at quarterback. and I think Saquon uh, has a good year this year. I mean, you're hoping that he stays healthy. 
and you're hoping that Kadarius Tony keeps his head on straight, and you're hoping that uh, Ga- uh, Galloway, uh, Galladay, Galladay, Galloway, <laughs> Galladay is not completely washed up after giving him a four year deal. Uh, yeah, I think it's between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I will lean the Cowboys, but I don't feel great about it. Um, NFC NFC South, this one should be pretty easy. Yeah, Bucks. Bucks. Uh, I do think I like the Saints this year, but not as much as I like the Bucks. So you like Jameis? Yeah, I mean, Jay, like it's dude. Look at the landscape in the NFC, man. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think the, the Saints would win the NFC East. Maybe. I mean, they have tons of weapons on offense again. Just whether Jameis is going to, one, stay healthy, and two, not throw 50 picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is always good. So NFC North? This one? I, am I crazy? I think I'm going I th- Vikings. I don't I don't dislike it. I, I mean, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, but that's kind of it. I'm going to take the Packers because I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers in favor of Kirk Cousins. But, dude, if like if you put Aaron Rodgers on that Vikings team, I like uh, Super Bowl. Oh, dude, I like that Vikings team so much. Yeah, and they got they got the new coach who will actually throw the ball, and yeah. their offense should be better. Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, and those dudes they have at receipt. I mean, they have Justin Jefferson, who's top. Three receiver probably in Thielen. the NFL. Yeah, Adam Thielen, who's old but still will catch everything thrown his way. Um, I think underrated Irv Smith at, at tight end. I think he's one of the more underrated tight ends. Maybe the best backup running back in the league, and Alexander Madison. Tony Pollard. I said I changed it to one up. <laughs> he's no Naeem Hines, but he's okay. Um. Yeah, I, I, I really. Like, I'm gonna take the Vikings. I'm gonna take the Packers, and it's solely because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have no, I have no, like the the Vikings team is better. I have no logic based in this other than they have Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings don't. Packers have a good backup arm. AJ Dillon's good too. AJ Dillon is really good. Yep. Big year for backup running backs. Yeah. And then the AFC West, home of the Super Bowl champion NF- NFC LA, West. Yeah, NFC West, LA Rams. I'm, yeah, I'm taking the Rams. I am too. I am too. Yeah. That's the end of that sentence. I, I did. The 49ers interest me. I just don't know about Trey Lance. Um, the Cardinals and, interest me, but yeah, you do kind of know what they are. So yeah, and you got to get to where D Hop's back. Um, they add Hollywood Brown. They got to not collapse post October. Yeah, James Conner, I think, is going to be really good. But we'll see. I, I'm taking the Rams, but those other, those two teams, the Seahawks are going to be so bad. Um, I can see one of those other two teams winning it, though. All right, Ben, let's pick some games. You are currently up a game on Wait, this. Wait, so. we, are we not going to talk about Super Bowl? Oh, Super Bowl preview. Who you got? Who do I have playing? Yeah. I got the Bills just because they deserve it. And I love Josh Allen. Um, the NFC? Mm. 
I don't want to say the Bucks. I'll just go Rams. Bills, Bucks. That's who you and have? I am going to be rooting heavily for the Bills. I think the entire world will be. Not just the United States, the world. But rooting yeah. for the Bills, Bucks. Uh, who's your MVP? Are you taking Josh Allen to win MVP? That's yeah. Everybody likes Herbo, but I'm gonna go Allen. I'll say Herbert just to be different. I think I like I, I would lean Josh Allen if I was betting it. I probably wouldn't bet on either one of them because the odds aren't great. Yeah. But uh if the Chargers win that stacked division and Herbo puts up, you know, forty five hundred yards, I can see him winning. So all right. Now nah. let's pick some games. Yeah, there we go. All right, first game on the slate, big noon on Fox and College Game Day. Alabama travels to Texas. Alabama is a 20-point favorite. This line couldn't be big enough to have me not pick Alabama. Alabama, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Bama. There are two things I know in this world, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Texas is back. And Alabama's going to beat the shit out of them on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bama minus 20. That's that's a – did you see Steve Sarkeesian's uh, comments, by the way? No. He's, the same as what I said about Ryan Silverfield last week about Memphis and Mississippi State. Oh, he's laying he is the groundwork. prepping the fan base. Yes, he <laughs> is. This game does not define our season. This is not something we should be focusing on in, in you know, year two of this. We can still win the Big 12, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, like you're going to get your ass kicked, dude. Yeah, you just got to try to get out of there healthy. Yep. South Carolina goes to Arkansas. Arkansas is, a, is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> Arkansas beat Cincinnati last week by a touchdown. South Carolina beat Georgia State by three scores, I believe. Two of those were on special teams, though. And Spencer Rattler did not look great. So, uh, if we're snaking this, I will go first. I'll take Arkansas minus the eight and a half. Mmm. Mmm. Give me Beamer Ball. Beamer Ball. Um, yeah, uh, Arkansas did not impress me at all. Granted, South Carolina didn't really either. Um. Eight and a half is just – I think they can keep within a touchdown. I, I wouldn't be shocked Arkansas wins this game, but 17-10. I mean, Arkansas is favored by two scores. What do you mean you wouldn't That's, be shocked if Arkansas wins – like, you shouldn't be shocked if Arkansas wins this game. I know some – well, I'm saying – even though I'm picking South Carolina, like, I'm not saying – Yeah, Carolina I mean, you're just game. picking South Carolina to cover. You're not picking – Right. Man. Right. All right, Ben, you're up first on this one. Tennessee travels to Pittsburgh, who is a top 20, I believe, team in the country, playing at home a very long way away from Neyland Stadium. And Tennessee's favored by six and a half. Rocky Top, you'll always be home, sweet home to me. Yeah, Hinton Hooker looks like that dude. And from what I saw, Maybe I am higher on West Virginia, but they should have easily could have lost that game to West Virginia. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take – I think they win by two scores easy. Yeah. Good thing is you only need them to win by one score, which they're going to do because they're the better football team. Like, these teams should be flipped in the rankings. I agree. So, 
Iowa State goes to Iowa. Rivalry week two. Iowa's a three and a half point favorite. <laughs> Dude, I, ben, I don't know any. I don't know anything that happened with Iowa State week one. I'll tell you. Uh, they won. Yeah. And that's good that's enough a, for me. There's that's no, all I need to hear. I just watched Iowa score three points on offense. And now they're playing, in theory, a better team than South Dakota. And you're going to make the line three and a half. I could very well lose this game. Perfectly fine with that. There's no chance I'm betting on Iowa. So I will take Iowa State plus three and a half. Yeah, same. And this feels like a trap. You know what I mean? Like this feels like Vegas could, knows something we don't. Could Iowa State's quarterback go in there four picks and three of them get returned for touchdowns? Yeah, possibly. But uh, there's no, you want me to put my money on Spencer Petrus or Petrus and Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz? No. Have we, ever, have we ever seen a team score seven points without scoring a touchdown? I feel like if that was the first time it's happened, we would have heard about it by now. That's but crazy. uh, but still, like their defense outscored their offense. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right, Ben, you're up first on this one. I can't wait to see which way you go. Kentucky goes to Florida, fresh off a win against Utah. Florida's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, give me the Gators. Gators minus five-and-a-half. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not even hesitating. Maybe it's week one bias, but I wasn't impressed with Kentucky. I thought offensive line and defensive line looked weak. Um, And I thought Florida looked really good. So, yeah, I'll take Florida. I'm trying not to get too – high on Florida. Sure. Because like you, you always say you don't want to overreact to week one, even though we all do, because that's fun. When we finally have mm-hmm. college football back in our lives. Utah was able to move the ball. They made some mistakes uh, near the goal line in the red zone that prevented them from winning that game. Anthony Richardson is just a man child. The question is, like, I don't know how to compare Kentucky – and Utah. I need a baseline here. My brain can't compute. I will I like Florida to win this game. I will take Kentucky to cover the five and a half. Okay. I don't feel great about it. <laughs> I hate Kentucky too, so that just plays into it too. Oh yeah, I mean so do I. We've talked we've talked about that, you know. A, a ton too. Like Will Levis might be the most overrated player in the country, but I think Kentucky's a good football team. I think they're tough. I think they're going to go in there and play Florida tough. So, um, and this just seems like a like a little bit of like a don't Coming. look more of don't don't look more into week one than what you have to. That's fair. Like Kentucky, like you talked about, Kentucky didn't look great against Miami and Ohio, and I completely agree with you. They didn't. But Kentucky's playing Miami, Ohio week one, knowing full well they have Florida week two on the road. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and and 20-year-old kids, you can say what you want to. They definitely will overlook a game if if they know that they're the better team. Whereas Florida was focused on Utah the entire offseason. So sure. Did any of that logic make sense? No, it did. It made yeah. a lot of sense. I just uh, 
don't believe it. <laughs> Thank you for the honesty. Uh, Baylor goes to BYU. BYU is a – oh, my God, I was about to say 20. BYU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Does this not just scream like a – like Dave Aranda is a tough defensive-minded coach. BYU plays that stout brand of defense, too. Does this not just scream like a three-point win one way or the other? Yeah. I – if I had to pick a winner straight up, I'm taking BYU. Uh, I'm picking Baylor to cover just to kind of hedge here. I'll take Baylor plus the three-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going BYU. I think they're better. I think they're better, and they're playing at home, so I'll take them. Them being on the road is tough. Underrated home field advantage too, I and it's also just cool to look at. Like they're up there yeah. in the mountains and stuff. Is it Lavelle Edwards? I believe is the name of the stadium. Sure, you could literally say any name, and I would have said yeah, probably. All right, prime time again. On, I don't know, like Fox Sports Midwest for the blind. 11 p.m. Central Time kickoff. All the kids are staying up to watch. 11 p.m. Central? 11 p- 10, 10 p.m. Central. Okay, I was like, please, God. All the families gather around the TVs like it's a fireside chat in 1944. We got your Mississippi State Bulldogs traveling to Arizona to take on the Wildcats in the desert. Arizona right now is a ten and a half point underdog. State is a two score uh, uh, favorite on the road. We doing it again? One, dogs? two, three, dogs. Yeah, but this terrifies me, Busby. I'm scared. Kind of am too, but um. D- it has I'm more to do with the, the circumstances than who we're playing. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Going on the road, playing that late. I'm nervous, but we'll see. All right. I NFL. Still... Oh, God. You're at first, and the very first game is the first game of the season. Bills at Rams. The Bills are a two and a half point favorite. What say you, Ben Williams? I mean, what do you expect me to say? I just picked them to win the Super Bowl over this team. Give them to me to cover. Yeah, I like the Bills too. Uh, I'm not a fan of the previous Super Bowl winner playing on opening day and having all that stuff going, like all the ceremonies and stuff going on. And plus the Rams have like four fans and three of them are celebrities. So, um it's not like it's going to be like a raucous environment or anything. So, yeah, give me the Bills. Minus, yeah, imagine, minus the two and a half. Imagine this in Buffalo. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that would be crazy. Packers at Vikings. Green Bay is a one and a half point favorite. Mm. What this say is, you? This is a battle of all, everything we just talked about. Yeah, the two teams that we just talked about most in the NFC North. By the way, we didn't touch on the Bears. They're going to be terrible. Just wanted to say that. I think the lines will be decent. Yeah, they're fine. Um, the Vikings have one thing going against them in this game. 
and that's that Sammy Watkins is the greatest receiver that ever existed in week one of every <laughs> NFL season. That's true. And he just happens to play for Green Bay now. So I'll take Green Bay minus one and a half. I'm taking my Vikes, my Vikings. Skull. Raiders at Chargers. Chargers minus three. Um, I'm not going to take too long with this. I'm going to take the Chargers. Same. Okay. That was a good talk. <laughs> this last one. Yeah. This is for you, Ben. The Bucks go on the road to Dallas. I think it's Sunday night, right? Is it the Sunday night primetime game? Right now, the Bucks are a two and a half point favorite. Oh, this just disgusts me. Um, everything in my bones wants to say Bucks, but I'm going Cowboys because we have to. This game last year was actually close. They just kicked the season off. Was that last year? I think it was last year. Um, came down to like a last possession type game and the Bucks won, but I think Cowboys come out firing. They have to. I hate Mike McCarthy though. I'm, I'm about to experience that all over again. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> taking the Bucks minus two and a half. I don't feel good taking all the favorites in the NFL. But I like all the favorites in the NFL. We got to end this podcast or else I'm going to switch. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, tune back in next week whenever me and Ben are shedding our tears about Mississippi State in some form or fashion. And, yeah, it'll probably be much of the same. Everyone go check out our top 25. I, I, I don't know if we mentioned that or not. The B team released a top 25. Yeah, and also I'm up one game on Busby. I don't know if he said that, but. Let's keep the momentum rolling. I did. I'm nothing if not fair. Let's keep it rolling. All right, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you again next week. Bye.